Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. The Safe House invites you to experience Chicago's number one spy-themed bar and restaurant located in the heart of River North. Your next late-night mission should include a stop at the Safe House where you can sip on giant shareable cocktails, dance the night away to our live DJ, and exit through our top-secret laser maze. Named Chicago's most Instagrammable restaurant, don't miss out on the fun every Friday and Saturday night. For more information, visit SafeHouseChicago.com. What? I am interested in the laser maze. This is wild! The laser maze sounds pretty cool. We don't get anything cool out here, so I'm excited. (laughs) I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is friendshiping. And the theme this week is What do I say oh. now? <laughs> I don't know. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Benjamin. Oh, Trin, I I'm so tired and I'm I'm so sick and I'm so whiny. <laughs> I I think I've been sick for like you yeah you've had a mild cold since the day you were born yeah yeah, yeah that's exactly right <laughs> wait I have a I have I'm gonna say a joke and uh, no matter no matter what you have to laugh I got ready? it I'm okay. ready you, yeah, I yeah. want to hear a big huge oh hoo ha ha okay just some slice of life comedy ready okay when I said I wanted to go viral this isn't what I meant. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. That thank was pretty you. good. Okay, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Thanks. That was like this very dad joke. Yeah. That was um that probably went viral on dad Twitter. Like speaking of dads. No. Um <laughs> <laughs> It's too close to the holidays. Are uh, we yeah. wait, wait, are we talking about like hot dads or like our parents? Not parents. Great. Yeah, not parent dads. Cool. Um hot dads. Or well the unclear. dads? Uh, unclear. Okay. Since I've been ill, I've been spending way too much time on the internet. I've run out of websites. So I was even on Reddit recently. No, why? And I was reading this Ask Reddit thread that was, what's the funniest thing someone has said to you over the internet while you're, like, gaming with them? Like, you know, like, when you got the microphone and you can hear other people talking. Yeah, yeah. And someone said they were, like, playing, I don't know, Fortnite. I don't know, something. And it's a fully grown man. And you sometimes you get paired with, like, kids that are playing. Totally. And this teenager... Makes me laugh just thinking about it. This teenager said to threaten him, he said, I'm going to take a bath with your dad. (gasps) (laughs) Like, apparently your mom jokes are old and gone. And now we do your dad (laughs) jokes. We take a bath with your dad. Wow. It's because, okay, let's break this down for a second here. It's so funny. (laughs) This is really important to me. Okay, so first of all, here are all the reasons why this is a sick burn. So one, (laughs) being romantic with either parent is a sick burn. You know, like, like, I'm going to become your stepmother. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to throttle you because you're going to be my my stepson. (laughs) I'm going to I'm going to have to pay for your college tuition (laughs) Uh, is also good. But so just the intimacy of like taking a bath is very. So it's not just like it's not like I'm going to break up your parents. It's not I'm going to like become your stepmom. It's I'm going to become very <laughs> naked and physical with your father in a way that will make you deeply uncomfortable. Yeah, I love it. Like that door of the bathroom open. Also, all of a sudden you're given this image of your dad taking a bath and yeah. it's like horrifying. <laughs> you can't you can't yeah. unsee that yeah. in your oh, head. It's so good. Like I I mean it's in my head and I don't like it. I don't it, like it either. But I am uh, I am in awe. I respect it. There's also some insult to the fact that your dad takes baths. <laughs> There's like there's something there that's kind of like your dad takes baths. And w- got you. It's just not nice. 
You know, if my if my dad was like, I'm getting into baths and taking baths, I'd be so fucking proud of him. I'd be happy for him because it means he's relaxing and taking care of himself. I'm but- taking baths with your friend Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, uh, if my dad started taking baths right. with other people, I'd be a little weird. <laughs> you're right. There's just so much like you're cuckolding my mom and like, I don't know. <laughs> and you're 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 taking time away from m- my time with my dad to go spend it in a bathtub. You're taking time out of my father's busy schedule to bathe with him gently in a tub. <laughs> it's so um, good. I don't know who that kid is, but like I want to hire him to write for cars because it's that's so fucking really, funny. I'm going to jacuzzi with your father. Oh, yeah. Not even a jacuzzi tub, though, like a regular bathtub. Oh, that's God. sick and wrong. <laughs> I just like the verb to jacuzzi. That's very nice. You know, it's very broy too, yeah. as well. Like you're definitely going to have the jacuzzi. You're going to take this solo cup and have a quick jacuzzi. <laughs> Okay, so having nothing to do with anything, we we got, whoa, we got some good questions. And these questions are not the only good questions we got. We have some questions we don't even know if we can answer. We have some questions that we got to sit on, uh, we got to wait for that baby to hatch. The, we got we to let them marinate in our brain juice. Yes, but these two we feel like we can tackle, and they are one of a series of many questions that lead us to believe that, wow, you all have some really difficult lives. You guys had a weird December. You had a weird fucking last month of 2018. <laughs> you slid into home plate for 2018, and it was very strange. Yeah, <laughs> some weird things happened. Okay. First question, maybe? First question. I if guess. I can get through this without sneezing. If you can't, I'll, I'll, take, I'll pick up where you left oh, off. Oh, that'd be great. Okay. All right, I'm ready. Dear Jen and Trin, here's the situation. Every week after therapy, I go to a little diner nearby to work and eat delicious eggs. I am an extrovert, and over the last couple months, I've gotten to know the staff there pretty well. We're talking first names and a few personal details. The guy who runs the kitchen is sweet and chatty, and when he heard I was an artist, he told me he liked to paint, and that he would bring in photos of his work sometime. So, right before the holidays, I went in for my usual egg feast, and lo and behold, he presented me with a painting! I felt very overwhelmed and uncomfortable. He told me he was really worried I wouldn't like it since he worked so hard on it. It's a gesture that feels too intimate, especially since I don't have any desire to get closer to this person. To make matters worse, I hate the painting. It's absolutely terrible, but in the moment I was surrounded by all these diner regulars who loved this guy and couldn't stop exclaiming over how good it was. So I felt like I had to fawn over it and say I loved it too. I took the thing home, but I don't know what to do with it. (laughs) I've had fantasies about cutting it up, but he works so hard, allegedly, it's truly horrible, that I feel guilty. And I know when I see him again, he'll ask how I like it, and I hate the idea of lying to someone for the rest of my life. I'm afraid if I destroy it or get rid of it somehow, he'll see it on my face, and then I'll never be able to go back and enjoy my favorite egg feast. What do I do? Give up my diner? Get better at lying? Paint over it? Hmm. Uh, and how do I make it clear to this person who I have to keep seeing it so regularly that I don't want more intimate gestures and certainly no more paintings without jeopardizing future breakfast? Yours with anxiety, the regretful extrovert, she, her pronouns. First of all, the first thing that you should do is take a picture of that painting and email it to us at friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. Mark the subject line urgent. Yes. Add as many exclamation points as you feel are necessary. I would assume at least six and send that off. Yep. All right. So you are not wrong. Everything that you said here is correct. That is awkward. That is awkward. That is weird. You have so far, so far handled it pretty well. Yeah. 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 You told all the white lies necessary, I think. Yeah. 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 Um, but wow. Um, okay. So the one place where you may be 
overestimating incorrect is, yo, he's not going to check in on the welfare of his painting weekly. No, I don't think so. That would be odd. Like, have you ever done that to a gift you've given ever? How's that? uh, How's that sandalwood candle I got you six months ago? How are those stickers of Nathan Fielder that I got you for Christmas, Jen? How are they holding up? They're sitting right here. I love them. (laughs) I'm just going to put them on my laptop. So, yeah, I mean, I I would be ready to say thank you again for the painting or something like that. But, oh, wait, wait. Here's another thing Hmm. that just hit me. What? This just hit me just now. This guy knows she's an artist. He's probably expecting a painting in return. Oh, no. Or a drawing or art in return. He wants to be an art friend with you. That's the thing. Like, it is way too intimate, but I also think that he's stoked to find somebody who's into art. Yeah, I know. Because, like, you did talk about that. Right. It's not a painting for someone totally random. Right. He he definitely misjudged the situation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're definitely misjudged. Definitely, this is like a social misstep. There could be some cultural differences here. Like, maybe he's just accustomed to giving away stuff right before the holidays. Yeah, yeah. Even though he doesn't know you that well. But he sees your face a lot, and he probably thought it was a nice thing to do. Maybe he's got a ton of these paintings. He's just giving them out all the time. So, this sounds really gross. I'm going to fade hard away to say that's not super gross. So, you know how there are people who enjoy making shit? Mm-hmm. And, like, and I hate calling them makers because I think that that's a weird word Oh, the for maker it. taker. Right. That doesn't bullshit. make any sense because yeah. m- most people make something, whether it's babies or money for a corporation or paintings. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like, everybody makes a thing. But, Jen, I super agree with you. I feel like in that community of, like, DIY, it's a very – and then I think that this is, a, this is a cool impulse to, like, give and to share. And it's a very, like, kind of solar punk thing to me, you know? But, yes, yeah, socially this was a misstep. Yeah, absolutely. But but just, just to make you feel better, we want to make sure that you – know that the, he's not necessarily like trying to be Did your you? bff yeah or, yeah, it, yeah not necessarily but i understand how weird you feel about it yeah, you're, you're certainly not wrong you're a she her and we're assuming he's a he him and like those power dynamics are a little off and scary and weird and like you can definitely be you know feel tentative about this but just so you know it might n- not necessarily be so right bad. it might be uh, this person tips really well around the holidays or they have a dozen paintings in their garage and they pick one up every time they leave the house to give away. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be weird, but more innocent. Yes, 100 percent. So, yeah. So what Trin was saying was he probably won't ask about the painting every time you come in the diner, but he might ask about it the next time you come in. Or you should at least be prepared to make one more comment about it, I think. Yeah. And again, we're assuming this person isn't like being super aggressive and weird and cornering you because you didn't give us those clues. All you told us is that it's going to be socially awkward. Let's talk about that. Okay. I think you should be ready to say, thank you again for the painting. I love the painting. Haven't decided where to put it yet. These are known as lies. (laughs) These are lies. Be prepared to lie one more time. Yeah. Do him the favor of lying to him. Yeah. Yeah. You giving this person a gift back and that gift is a lie. (laughs) And then like eventually you can get rid of it. I wouldn't get rid of it right away. Yeah. 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 Just in case he asks for it back. Like I don't know why he would, but this guy has already proven that he does weird things. So maybe he's just like, oh, you've enjoyed it for some time. And you know what? It was part of a set. I'd like it to put it with this thing. I'm going to trade you for another one of my paintings or something. Mm-hmm. Just in case. Put oh, it in the closet, though. It's fine it to put it in the closet. It's totally okay. Put it underneath something. Yeah. So you don't have to look at it and be reminded. Right. Put it. Put like a cloth over it, like a parrot's cage. It'll think it's nighttime and it'll go to sleep. <laughs> Here's a scenario. What? What if he keeps giving paintings? I couldn't possibly. You can't take it. Yeah. I would just be like, oh, this is so great. But honestly, like, I I have nowhere to put it. Yeah. Like, I live in a small apartment. I have the one painting from you already. Honestly, like, I, this is so kind of you. You cannot take a second painting home. 
The moment you take the second painting home, then you are in for a painting-receiving relationship forever, and Uh, you will have to find a new egg feast. Or what if you say, this is the last one, absolutely no more. Is that possible? That's also possible. I think that's a way to go. Yeah, like take it and be like, okay, but you got to shake my hand and tell me no more presents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, I mean, he seems to think he's doing you a favor by giving you these paintings. But I think you need to remind him of everything that goes into him giving you a gift, which is one, oh, I have nowhere to put it. Or two, like, oh, gosh, this is so much. This is, oh, you're giving me way too much. Like, make it really clear that this is an uneven relationship yeah. right now. Yeah, which brings yeah. up another good point you had earlier, Trin, which was don't bring him a present. Nope. Because then you're really opening it up further. And and I think he may, just because, again, you're art friends, he may ask you for some of your art or whatever. Don't do it. Even if it's like a little sketch or something, you don't want to keep moving that relationship forward. Yeah, it doesn't sound like you do. Yeah. I mean, you can wait and see, I guess, see how this cools off, see how this plays out and maybe draw him a sketch on your napkin or something if you want to have an art friend. But it doesn't sound like you want to have an art friend. It doesn't so sound no, like no, 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 no. Right. Can we talk about how to move on in the future with other people yet? Or are we still working through the problem, you think? I think we're ready to move on. My my last piece of things you shouldn't do is do not tell them when your birthday is. No. Even if you happen to go in the Steiner on your birthday, do not tell them it's your birthday. Yeah. You Lie. don't know what's going to happen. Yep. You have you don't have a birthday. Yeah. Or you, say it was a couple weeks ago. No. Well, if you say You're going to get a belated gift. <laughs> That's a really good point, No Jen. birthdays. You have never been born. <laughs> How do you avoid telling somebody your birthday, though? You say it was a couple of years ago. Honestly, I think that the only way you could avoid saying your birthday is if you make it really cheeky. Just like, I was never born. I'm immortal. Wink. You know? But don't do it in a way that invites investigation, which is exactly what I would do. Yeah, me too. I once emailed my coworker's brother to find out when his birthday was, with permission. I would maybe consider, if he asked you when your birthday is, say, I have a history of bad birthdays and I don't celebrate. Yep. Yep, yep. Lie, lie, lie. I literally do know people like that. They exist. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay, so in the future, we know you're an extrovert, and that is great. What a wonderful thing. Weird. Weird, completely out of our realm of expertise, but understandable. I need you to remember that not everybody's an extrovert. I know that this is hard. And because it's also hard for introverts to remember not everybody's an introvert. Right, absolutely. But when you extroverted an introvert... They may see you as shining a light in. So they don't often have close friendships with people. They don't often have like intimate relationships. If this dude is regularly an introvert, he may not have shown his work to very many people. And when you asked for that, that was an open invitation to intimacy. So you already said, you know, I don't want to get closer to this person. It may feel really good to you to walk in and know everybody's first name and everything. But if you don't genuinely want those friendships, then you have to interact with people differently because you opened the door for this. This is your fault. That's true. And man, like I get it. I have a couple of places in my neighborhood that I am considered a regular. Like I go a lot. I know their name. I'm friends with the server at one of the bars we go to like every Wednesday for bar trivia. And we gave her a huge Christmas tip. I get it. But it is true that you this isn't didn't fully come out of nowhere. You are regular. You do engage. You said you do know some personal details about the people. Right. Those conversations are really cool, but they are conversations that people don't often have with people who are not you and like you. So if they are reacting in a way that is strange, it's because like you're kind of an anomaly, you know, like people don't usually walk into restaurants and want to know the first name of everybody there and know intimate details. That's true. It's mostly an anonymous interaction. And And you go every week. 
and you go every week. And that is cool. There's no reason for you to stop having like a like a low level friendship with people that you see all the time. But just remember that this is your doing. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I don't know how else to say this. Yeah, it might be something to keep in mind when you enter social situations in the future. When you open the door to show me your creative work, that's intimate. Mm -hmm. When you say like, oh, tell me about your kids. That's intimate. It seems to be that there are topics that are not so intimate to you that really are for most people. I don't know how else to... No, I think you're right. There's like passing small talk I would have with like a Lyft driver. Like if they mention their kid, I'll go, oh, you have kids? And I'll say it passing like that, which allows them to give little detail, no detail at all. Right. They can say, yeah, they're three and six. Or they can say, yep. Yeah. Or, and I mean, and I also think it's a different thing if it's a Lyft driver, because you'll usually on, only interact with that person once or a couple exactly, times. Exactly, yeah. But uh, again, you got to read the room a little bit better. If you're going back to this place every week and you are, you know, putting in, you know, one cup of sugar every time you go there, then eventually you're going to fill the booth with sugar. And then that's what you're... This sounds ridiculous. No, I know what you mean. If you are investing in these relationships... Take note of that. I guess what I'm trying to say is don't invest and be social with people that you actually don't want to see a return on. And that's what happened is you put in investment and then you got the return and you don't want it. Yeah, that's true. And to be clear, the gift was odd, but maybe it wasn't odd at all to this person. Right, right, right. So, okay, long story short. You are accepting this painting. You are not accepting any more paintings. If you are accepting a painting, it's the last painting. Sometimes you got to lie to be kind. And then also going forward, even though social interactions are not high currency for you, they are not expensive to your mental energy. They can be intimate to other people. They can feel intimate to other people. So do a better job of reading the room. Oh, that's good advice, Trin. Have you ever had someone come up to you and say, Hey, a couple of years ago, you said this one thing to me and it totally like I, it really meant a lot. And like it made me think about this. And you're yeah. like, I don't even remember that. So try to take note of and it's impossible to fully do this. You'll never be fully realized. You'll never fully understand the impact of the interactions you had with people. But try to take note about the weight of what you say to someone because it might land more heavily than you think. Yeah, totally. All right. I mean, you know, you're an extrovert and that's fine. The end. Enjoy your eggs. Jen. Question two? I guess. Do it. Your turn. This Um, is a long one. So for question two, there was a lot of information in there that we didn't think was going to be relevant to the answer. And we thought it was maybe just a little too personally identifying. So this one's a bit edited. So here we go. Hi, friendshipping. My partner and I are getting married this summer after being engaged for a year and a half, which is cool and good and stressful. One of my non-planning social stresses is if and how I should tell my coworkers about my upcoming union. I'm a high school teacher at a very small school, and I try to keep my romantic relationship on the down low so students aren't nosy and weird about it, and because I generally like to keep my private life private. Plus, I'm a fully realized person outside of my partner and would rather talk about my other interests and life when I'm at work. The only exception here is that I've brought the art teacher at my school in as our wedding photographer. I hired her to take photos, so we're not awkward around a complete stranger, which sounds like a nightmare to me. But she is literally being paid to be here. And otherwise, we're only inviting close friends and family. I'm also not changing my name, so there's not even a functional informational reason to tell anyone. Upon a lot of reflection, most of my trepidation is entirely gender-related. To make things even more complicated, the art teacher I hired has spilled the beans once in front of another trusted colleague before our winter break. Trusted colleague will definitely not tell anyone, 
But now that the beans are out, I probably have to share the dang wedding news beans. The beans are out. I really don't know what to do. Is there some kind of protocol for this? Can I send out an email announcing that it's happening or leave cards in every teacher's mailbox? Thanks for your help. Pronouns are she, her, and they, them. Ah. Oh, oh, boy. Weddings. Weddings. Okay, so here's the thing. What you want is reasonable, but it's not average. Exactly. It is not abnormal to me at all that you don't want a spotlight for this. I totally get it. I, I have some mixed feelings about when, weddings, too, and I'm having one this summer. But some people will think your behavior is straight up weird because we are living in a capitalist patriarchal society. First thing off the top of my head, we can get into this. Do not put cards in everyone's mailbox. No. Oh, my God. That is Ooh. the exact opposite of what you want. No, that shows way too much care into the announcement. I think that people will want to reciprocate that giving of a card. You're going to get gifts. You're going to get attention. You're going to get called out. Do not do that. Yes, totally. Just practice saying very casual things about your wedding and your relationship. We're keeping things small and intimate. It's important to me that we don't treat this like a big deal. Yeah, treat your wedding the way you want it to be treated. If you want people to be very shrug and casual about it, then that's how you have to act too. Yeah, I'm getting married. I like to keep it just between me and my partner. It's not going to be a thing. We've been together for so long. Not a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is great. This is so hard because, again, like people and I think this is like the first question, too, is that you have something happening in your life that people have a a learned way of reacting to, right. you know, like there are TV shows about like say yes to the dress and like all this stuff. And like that's all good and fine and people can treat their weddings however they'd like. But you are not meeting their expectations in this situation. So you have to set those expectations yourself. I think you may have to say out loud. It would make me uncomfortable if we had a shower for me here. Yeah, please no shower or anything like that. Yeah, uh, we need you to 100% not give soft no's about this ever. They're, they need to be hard no's. Yep, they cannot be soft no's because people totally interpret it how they how they wish. I would say when and if you tell people, like when it comes up, make it clear it's not a secret because secrets travel fast. Faster. Yeah, they travel faster. It's not a secret. You can tell others. Totally fine to share, but please, like, I try not to bring it up at work. It's not my favorite topic at work. Really don't want the students to know. Yeah, I mean... That's totally legitimate, by the way. Yeah, I think the students thing is a really excellent angle, too. If anybody's offended, that is definitely their problem and not yours. But I think it's a good solve to put on somebody to say, like, well, I mean, the kids, they're going to freak out about it. Yeah. I'm not even changing my name. I just don't want the attention. Right. I like that a lot. Um, And people will fuck it up. You know, like like we said, what you want is 100 percent reasonable, but you also want something that is 100 percent counter to what we expect of a bride. People will absolutely mess this up for you. It is. It's like telling someone you're vegetarian. People will be like bacon. Like it is just it's just going to happen. It's going to be uncomfortable, but it'll be fine. In my opinion. And I like that, Jen. I like that metaphor to the vegetarian thing, because when you're vegetarian or you have like dietary restrictions or anything like that. It's counter to what people are Right. Expecting? Yeah. It's counter to what people are expecting. But if you bring it up enough and in a casual enough tone, they'll be like, oh, right, she's vegetarian. Like, oh, I would never give her sausage pizza. Like, oh, remember, she's vegetarian. It's like not actually a big deal. Right, 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 right. Treat this as the big deal it isn't. And hopefully it'll be contagious. Again, people will mess this up. Your coworkers may be like, why aren't you more excited? It's right. like, I am, but it's none of your business. Or I'm not excited. I don't like attention. Like, it's, it's totally okay to uh, restate your boundaries. 
Right. And there are there's also generational differences. So, I mean, uh, you know, teachers come in many ages, obviously. Um, you are probably a youngish teacher. Um, but when we're talking about the olds, um, they may think like, oh, she says that. But deep down, every little girl wants to be a queen for a day. Blech. And yeah, they look at you and you're totally right. Like gender plays into this a lot. And you identify non-binary, but they are old. And they're looking at you and they are thinking, oh, it's the girl getting married. They might throw you a shower no matter what you do. And then, which sucks. And it's not fair and it may give you gender feelings. But it's also like, God, they were, you know, trained for so long. So you'll have to smile, eat a piece of cake and get a Bed Bath & Beyond gift certificate. And then it's over. And then it's over. And then it's over. We have some like scripts you can say that maybe will help. Maybe. It's important to me that we don't make the wedding like a huge deal, especially at work. I want to be treated like me, not a blushing bride. I'm not comfortable with attention, to be honest. I think that's a big one. And I think you've got to state it probably over and over again, saying, please be discreet about this. I don't want I don't want the spotlight on me. Thank you for your well wishes. Can you do me a favor and like not make a big deal about it? I don't want people thinking they have to give me a gift or anything. And they absolutely do not. I do not need gifts. I do not need anything else. Yeah, I think that the key words are uncomfortable. Because nobody argues with uncomfortable. You can't, really. Like, if you would be a dick to be like, hey, this makes me uncomfortable, I'm going to do it anyway. You yeah. know? Like, makes me un- makes me so uncomfortable. Really drive it home, man. Yeah. Don't, don't be wishy-washy at this. Say, I do not want attention. Yeah. It's important to me that we don't make this a big deal. Do me a favor. I do not want. All of these are well put together ways to say a strong no. So like when we're saying say a strong no and not a soft no, we're not being like, hey, fuck you if you got me a present. We're saying things like, oof, oof, please, no. Oh, please, please, no. please help me by not helping me with my wedding. 100%. I mean, if your coworkers rule, what I think that they would do is like leave um, a, a card on your desk, a blank card that just has everybody's name on it and it's just like, here is some money for your wedding goodbye. We'll yeah, never speak of this again. That would be nice. Yeah, yeah, totally. But we need you to actively bring about that situation by being proactive here. And man, it would have been great if you could just not tell anybody about the wedding. But you're right, like the art teacher spelling the beans and like all this. You're going to take time off probably. Probably. Yeah, yeah. I think at this point, it's it's courteous to let people know how to treat this experience in your life. It would be courteous of you to give them a script to talk to you about it. Yeah, that's true. I really like the idea of framing it as a courtesy because you are giving them information they need to treat you well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what does this look like? So, Jen, do you want to do this? Yeah. I, I could be the asker and you could be the very nice coworkers that I have. Maybe a little too nice. Some too nice. Some just fine. Okay. So what, what do we do? Why don't we do, do you want to do worst case scenario first or best case? Worst case. Oh, you love the worst. You love the worst. I love it. Okay. All right. So I am, uh, what am I kind of a teacher? Did she say what kind of teacher I, I am? I think so. Okay, I am a botany teacher. Oh, that's so cute. I know how to to plants, and I'm in the botany lab. My coworker, who I feel neutrally about, has entered the room. She is 48 years old. Her name is Nancy. Nancy. Nancy Bingham-Limpton. Ms. Nancy Bingham-Limpton, welcome to the botany lab. Would you like to have a look at these peperomia with me? I heard a little rumor. Oh, really? You heard? What's going on? Is everything okay? I heard you're affianced. Oh, yeah. No, okay. I'm engaged. This is true. I've been with... Let me see that ring. (laughs) Let me see that bling. 
Oh, let me see that ring. Okay, 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 okay. Oh my ah! gosh. You are so sweet and I appreciate your enthusiasm so much, but honestly, it it makes me uncomfortable to talk about it like this. I I know I see your face and I totally get it. You're being totally sweet and nice, but I just want to be super super clear that like I'm getting I'm getting married, but we've been together forever. I don't want it to be a big deal. Um so let me give you <laughs> let me give you a quick celebratory hug and let's never talk about it again. Never what what I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm a little weird. But I was, I, I was, I was gonna leave work to go to the Hallmark store. Oh, to get you balloons, flowers, chocolates, underwear. Oh goodness. Okay. Well, so let's talk that about that. That is a gift people give each other around weddings. This is all very true. And you know what? And I know that this is a hundred percent the normal way that people do things. I'm a little weird. I'm a little abnormal. And it would really do me a favor if you could treat my wedding the way that I want you to treat it. Which like is a just, funeral? No, not like a funeral. More like um it, it's so it makes me so sad that you're not excited about your wedding. Yeah. Who is this fiance? <laughs> There's huh? You've got so many questions. Uh, honestly, I, I would love it if we could just drop it and move on. I'm not unhappy. I'm very happy. It's just that I view this as a very personal thing between me and my fiance, me and my family. And honestly, it would just be so wonderful if you could not give me any, any attention about it. I It makes me uncomfortable so to receive I that attention. So I should cancel the parade? If possible, if you can get your deposit back, yeah, that'd be the, the best thing well, for I'll us. Well, I'll try. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, again, I know that this is I'm a Nancy. weird. Thank you, <laughs> Nancy. I know this is a weird request, and I appreciate you. You know, rolling with this. His name's Jim, by the way. Well, I'm Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> Nancy's a busybody. <laughs> yeah, but but Nancy was always in, kind. She was always kind, and and also like Nancy was like, "Are you kidding me? This is a party," <laughs> you know. And Party like, mom. That's the thing. Like, oh, Nancy definitely has live, laugh, love in her kitchen. A hundred percent. And there's nothing wrong with Nancy. Like Nancy is like, oh, a celebration. Let's celebrate. Because that is generally how people react to good news. Nancy you know? loves Christmas and Easter. <laughs> Nancy ha- puts things on Facebook that are like, um, yeah, I love cooking with wine. Sometimes I even put it in the food. <laughs> Nancy is Nancy Nancy's, is lovely. Nancy kind of rules. Nancy probably makes homemade Christmas ornaments for everybody at Christmas, and yeah. then like she's like, "Oh, but I have one Jewish coworker, and I made her a dreidel." You know, like she Nancy, tried. She tried. She tried so hard tried to be so diverse. Hard. Yeah, you know, like she's Nancy's trying. So, like, I I would like you to go into these reactions being empathetic to somebody like Nancy. And there might be that maybe Nancy wished that uh, somebody threw her a wedding shower 25 years ago at her wedding. Nancy, I'm so sorry I judged you. I know. Think about it that way is that, like, you know, sometimes there are people who, especially like things that are supposed to be important to women, they are not celebrated the way that they want to be celebrated because it's like, oh, that's a girly. It's girly bullshit. It's frilly. It's silly. Right. Nancy thinks that she's doing you a favor by treating you the way that she wishes she had been treated. So like try to have a little empathy for that too. And you're totally right that ultimately people should do as you ask them to. But there are lots of reasons, emotional reasons why people may treat you and your wedding differently that have nothing to do with them being an asshole or not wanting you to be happy. 
this might just be really hard for them to understand. I agree. And it might be really hard to convey in like a two-second conversation in the hallway of your school. Yes. You know, it might be like shouting over the students' heads like, hey, I really don't want to make a big deal out of it. Nancy might hear, oh, she wants brownies instead of Rice Krispie treats. Right. Those brownies are like not at all a commitment, whereas Rice Krispie treats, that shit takes all day. That's what Nancy heard. Nancy's very sweet and not great at hearing your cues, but she's trying. Yeah. I think that what we really want to convey here is that people aren't perfect. And we wish that we could tell you that everybody is going to do exactly as you want them to and that it would be a reasonable expectation for everybody to to act towards your wedding what they want you to. But because there's so much baggage and emotional and cultural bullshit on this, how about let's do it the best way it could possibly go? Okay. Nancy, welcome to my botany lab. Would you like to check on these pepperomia? I would. Hey. hey, first I heard a quick quick little rumor about you. A rumor? Are you, know, are you getting married? I am. You're getting married. That's so sweet. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's not really a rumor or a secret. It's not a secret, just so you know. Okay. It's just that, so the reason why people are talking like hush tones about it is because I don't really want to make a big deal out of it. Like I feel, I really don't want the attention kind of thing. So let me give you like a quick congratulations hug and then let's never talk about it again. Oh, oh okay. So no big deal. So you don't want... No, sh- you don't want to shower. I would prefer not to. Okay. Yeah. Is yeah. it okay if I knit you a little sweater? You are the sweetest, honestly. So I'm a knitter, and I know that a sweater can take a like, like a year. Not me. I'm Nancy. <laughs> Takes me 20 minutes. Nancy, if you want to make me a 20 minute celebratory wedding sweater, <laughs> you know what, baby? I will wear that. Awesome. Can I? What color yarn do you have? Let's talk. Um, I have neon <laughs> yellow. Yes. Uh, chartreuse. Yes. Vermilion. Yes. Black. Great. Dark black. Perfect. Midnight. Ooh. Smoky gray. These are good. I, I don't know any other colors. Well, I w- you incorporate all of them, Nancy. The secret wedding sweater. Yeah, secret, because like, you don't want gifts. So if anyone asks, I didn't make you this sweater. That would be very kind of you. Yeah, yeah. And if anyone asks, like, you can tell them, like, oh, yeah, like, she's getting married, but they've been together forever, and she's keeping it in within her family. Like, that, I think that's a good script to use. You got it, baby. Nancy, you're the best, baby. <laughs> Live, love, love. <laughs> I fucking love Nancy. Nancy's my favorite character on the show. Nancy's very nice. You know who Nancy should hang out with is Dave. Oh, they should get together. Um, emotionally capable Dave. Oh, Dave, they'd make oh a my great God. couple. Nancy raised Dave. That's probably how it worked. That's what happened. That's why Dave's so nice. It's because his mom is the best. Okay. So you can see in this last scene how Jen and I were accepting of each other's energy. Oh, yeah. That's such a good way of putting it. Like you... You're accepting the sweater, but on certain terms. And then and you were accepting of uh, me wanting to keep my wedding quiet, but like, oh, hey, I'm so happy for you. Can I please knit you a sweater? That's really sweet. And that's completely different than like, can I throw you a wedding shower even though you don't want one? Right. You know what Nancy's going to do from now on? Good Nancy, not evil. Not, yeah. not evil Nancy. Evil Nancy's not very evil. But good Nancy is going to, every time she brings up your wedding, she's going to whisper about it. Like, oh, so I've been working on your wedding sweater. It's not a secret. Oh. Okay. Wink. I fucking love it. Live, life, love. Yep. Live, love. Wait, love the life you live. Live the life you love. Eat, pray, love. (laughs) 
She's definitely an Elizabeth Gilbert fan. She probably loves Love Actually. She loves Love Actually. Oh, you know what I think? I think she loves Love Actually, recognizes the problematic aspects, and is like, all media is problematic, and I understand that I can enjoy this, but have a little bit of suspense of disbelief. Nancy's, Nancy's perfect. Nancy's awesome. Nancy's so good. Nancy showed up to the Women's March, but then read about the, the, the pussy, pussy hats and, is, and threw hers away. Threw hers away. Uh, uh, I love her. Is she, she, oh okay, I'm going to stop world building with Nancy. Nancy replies to people's problematic Facebook posts and calmly tells them why they're wrong. Oh my God. Well, George, I just got to tell you, you know, I love you so much, but this here, this is just not how we treat people, is it? This is not uh, what Elizabeth Gilbert said. This is not living, laughing, eating, or praying. <laughs> Should we wrap this up? Uh, fine. I got to go blow my nose for 25 minutes straight. <laughs> been friendshiping with Jen and Trin. If you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can at Do Friendship. If you would like to email us your questions, please do at friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to buy our stuff, we don't have any enamel pins left, but we've got some postcards at thefriendshippingstore.com. I needed to burp that entire time. Leave it in. <laughs> Good job. Leave it in. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for designing. Thank you to Molly Lewis for singing. Thank you to Alex Cox, our podfather and audio daddy, for making the studio work. And thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. New friendship at the problem. Lots of reasons, very weird emotional reasons. <laughs> I'm fine. You're all good. I'm good. You're good over there. <laughs> You're getting through it, Nancy. Yep. <laughs>